This one is called Torched. When I saw how big it was, I looked away. I felt its ugliness peering back at me through the thickness that surrounded it. I gagged. I imagined it choking me, the way you'd choke on a baby carrot that went sideways down your throat. It should go in easily, but at the wrong angle, even the smallest dick could make an impact, metaphorically speaking. His darkness surrounded him when he walked. It followed him into rooms and left behind an electric current of toxicity that wasn't always apparent. I didn't notice at first. I didn't notice the selfish greed that manipulated people. I saw his light. His light felt like a towel wrapped around you after you were done swimming. You needed the warmth of the towel because you were freezing. Your teeth chattered until you laid in the sun and soaked up the heat. See, it wasn't the towel that warmed you. It was the heat that shone on you, that filled you, that tanned your pale shins and put freckles on your face. No, the towel could be discarded. But you didn't know that. I didn't know that. I wish I could say this ended well, but I think I'm all out of happy endings. At the end of the day, it wasn't so much as darkness. It was his lack of light. See, usually darkness exists because there is also light. We see the dark because we've experienced light. Sometimes, though, darkness exists in a realm that has never seen light. It just lingers there, pulling people in with its mystery and intrigue. His came from there, this place where light hadn't touched in decades, and I was a goddamn torch. So what I did felt justified. I mean, you get that. It felt like it had to be done. I had no choice. I had no guilt at that point. For when your fire is put out, you too become the night. I moved in the night like he did. I moved through conversations, text messages, emails, and phone calls. I became dark too. My words were disconnected from my knowing, and I felt myself living in a reality I never experienced. It was foreign, but I felt less. I cried less. I smiled less. I tried less. I became less. He started dying long before his death. His heart didn't stop, his body didn't convulse, his lungs didn't collapse. It took time, and that's why he didn't even notice he was dying. Despite his assumptions of my intelligence, I had always known it would end this way, with me taking over. What he didn't notice is what I planned, the way his body slowly turned on him, the way his aches and pains grew deeper. The way his memory continued to fade. The hair on his head started falling out almost as quickly as the fat around his stomach came on. No, this was a slow death that could not be tracked. Well, not till the end. I remember the day it finally came to an end. It had been years since his symptoms started appearing. He had kept me in a cage where I belonged in the wild. He'd kept me cornered with responsibility, guilt, pressure, and shame. But it happened that one day, because someone struck a match. They struck a match next to me and it seeped through the long arm of the torch. The end of the torch started to smoke and a small fire appeared. I could see again. This cave I had been in, in this darkness, 
Finally, someone had shed some light on it. I gently blew on the flame. The embers were red. I was delicate. My mouth whispered on it again. I watched the flames, flames dance, and faintly, I heard my favorite song. When he came home that night, I lit the candle on the table. The air smelled of pine needles. His emerald eyes met mine. He didn't smile. I looked away and focused on his hands. They were occupied with supper, my homemade pot roast filling his belly. I ate silently next to him, nibbling on cornbread, drinking decaf coffee. When he was done, he sat on the couch and closed his eyes. His chest went up and down, his breath shallow as he lightly snored. I moved around him to see if he woke. I touched his foot. He didn't flinch. I took my finger and stroked his forearm. forearm. His breathing stayed the same. The sedative I put in his pot roast was working nicely. I found a warm blanket and turned on the fireplace. I went to the garage and picked out the lighter fluid. I decorated the carpet with it, the floral curtains, the plaid couch, the edge of his blanket. I walked backward toward the door, emptying the rest of the bottle. I set the candle down and rolled it toward the couch as I walked out the door and locked it behind me. For once, he'll know what it feels like to be full of light and warmth. Ooh.